You're listening to the Pedal Pumping Podcast, the podcast that explores and celebrates all things pedal pumping. I'm your host, Mimi Footnip, and I'm a pedal pumping content creator and foot model. Check out my website, mimifootnip.com, for more about me. Today, I'm really excited to bring another story to you by author Jim Shu. You can find his latest book and all his, I think all of his books are available on Amazon. Uh, you can look for author Jim Shu, S-H-U-E, to find his work. He has a collection of pedal pumping stories that features my foot on the cover, which is very exciting to me. Um, highly recommend. I have been sitting on the story for a long time, not purposely, but because it kind of just, I don't know, slipped through the cracks of my life, really. Um, so I'm really, really, really glad that it was brought to my attention. And I want to apologize to Jim publicly that I've um, been so slow to put this out here for you guys, because I think you're going to love this one. Uh, I know I do, because not only am I a pedal pumping enthusiast, but I'm also a shoe lover. And there's nothing better than combining my love of shoe fashion with cars and pedal pumping. So <laughs> for those of you who are on the same page as me, I'm sure you'll enjoy this as well. I want to thank our patrons this week. Uh, Tevin Riker, Not a Golfer, Ray Sean, Eric F., Eric J., Cranking Fan, Rocket Man, Havayana's Fan, Austin, Mark, Miss Jess, Joe, Major Dave, and Harrison. Thank you all so much for your continued support of the podcast. If you are someone who's thinking about maybe uh, you know wondering if there's some way to support the podcast, you can become a patron. That's like a reoccurring financial support. If you don't want to commit to something like that, there are other ways you can support the podcast. Um, you know, just by sending me like a one-off donation. That's fine. Um, my cash app is just my name, Mimi Footnip. So. Without further ado, I'm going to get into uh, Jim's story. Be right back. All right, this story is called Personal Shopper by Jim Shu. Amazon.com slash author slash Jim Shu. The keyboard clicked and clacked. A semi-warm cup of coffee rested quietly off to the side, slightly behind the monitor. The morning sun has risen past the tree line and beams on the desk. James shifts the laptop screen to reduce the glare. He diligently works through the numbers, accounts, and stock profiles. The investment portfolio has only grown since retiring. The gift of financial independence reaps its rewards. Ring, 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 ring. The digital phone next to the desk escalated in volume. He glanced at the screen. It was Miss Mimi. Her name extended across the screen. His heart jumped in his chest. She was new and exciting and waited a long while before reaching out. James held the phone to his ear, pressing the answer icon as he raised the phone. Good morning, Miss Mimi. James spoke professionally, all business. He paused, listening for a moment. Of course I am available. James subconsciously flipped the laptop down, putting it to sleep. What is the nature of the event? James nodded as he listened. Formal. Excellent. Have you already chosen a gown? 
He nodded more vigorously as he listened to the response. Will you bring the gown or a picture? He nodded again. That is the best way. James jotted down a note marking the time, date, name, and possible stores as Ms. Mimi conveyed the details in his ear. Will you require the car service? Excellent. What time? James shuffled in his seat, his excitement building, his cock firmed in his pants. He finished the phone call with business precision and placed the phone in his pocket. He hurried upstairs. James flipped through the row of slacks hanging on the end, looking for a particular pair of black suit pants. A white shirt and a matching jacket hung next to the slacks. He kept two identical black suits for occasions like this. One is always clean, pressed, and ready for service. James checked himself in the mirror before proceeding downstairs. He retrieved the keys to the Audi A8 from the hook in the hallway near the garage. A black billy cap was set on his head to complete the look. James hurried to the Audi A8 and engaged the ignition. His heavy foot leaned on the gas pedal just a little. The black wingtips goaded the engine. It growled. James exited the garage with race car driver precision and turned onto the street. He paused at the first stop sign and selected the pre-saved address on the navigation screen. Ms. Mimi's address flashed on the screen and the route was calculated. He will have to push the car a little to meet her schedule. He checked both ways and pressed hard on the gas pedal. The vehicle accelerated at a furious pace at the behest of the black wingtip on the pedal. This was Ms. Mimi's first call and he did not want to be late, even with the aggressive time frame she posed. The black wingtip shoes moved smoothly from the brake to the accelerator and back again, repeating the pedal manipulations as each turn and curve presented itself. James negotiated each with precision and poise. The black sedan accepted the challenges his foot commanded. He pushed hard on the brake and slowed the powerful car. It glided to a perfect stop in front of Ms. Mimi's house. James engaged the parking gear and exited the vehicle. He adjusted his jacket and checked his billy cap in the tinted rear window. Ms. Mimi's appearance on the front stoop surprised him. She was watching. Thankful he was on time. A quick skip in his step sped his progress. Ms. Mimi was holding a garment bag as previously discussed. The gown will be accompanying them. The two met at the bottom step seconds later. James extended his hand to relieve Ms. Mimi of her burden. He carried the gown and offered her his other hand on the last step. Good afternoon, Ms. Mimi. Hello, James, Ms. Mimi replied, taking note of his attire. She was impressed by the attention to detail. James relished his role. She appreciated that he took pride in his appearance. Closely cropped hair, clean shaven, and a stout physique, impeccably dressed in a tapered black suit. She noted the black wingtips that complemented his attire. Ms. Mimi smiled and accepted his hand as he ex escorted her to the car. She doubted the inquiry online would bear fruit, but it was starting grandly. James opened the rear passenger door. Ms. Mimi slipped into the car on the smooth leather seats. Her sheer leggings glided with ease across the supple leather seats. The sheer leggings enhanced Miss Mimi's legs. Nude stockings covered her ankles and feet, 
that were fitted with kitten-heeled slides. They were black, with a tiny peep on the exposed tip of her crimson toes that did not go unnoticed by James. A good choice for shoe shopping. It will be easy to slip in and out to try on other shoes. The sheer nylons would aid her selection by replicating her attire for the forthcoming event evening out. She was prepared. James settled into the driver's seat. The black wingtip rested on the brake pedal. He looked in the rearview mirror, catching Ms. Mimi's stare. A satisfied smile pierced his soul. Her first experience started well, and she beamed with excitement. The man in the front seat was at her beck and call, ready to shop and pamper her for the afternoon. James turned the key but failed to hold the key long enough. The starter engaged but could not start the Audi, a formidable black sedan turned limousine for the day. He smiled nervously, revealing a kink in his stoic armor. Just her reflection and sultry stare caused a fumble. Sorry, it won't happen again, James said. His voice projected confidently, but his mind reeled with excitement. Ms. Mimi nodded to acknowledge the unnecessary apology. James returned his attention to the ignition. He cranked the key and his black wing tip hovered over the gas pedal. The engine turned over, expelling the tiny amount of fuel spent on the missed ignition. He held it a moment longer until the engine started. It quickly expelled the excess energy and settled into a smooth idle. James glanced back in the mirror and nodded to Ms. Mimi, her sultry smile still locked on the man serving her. The slight misstep revealed a deep satisfaction that a look can make a man stumble. An exhaust cloud rose behind Ms. Mimi in the rear window as the car corrected the air-fuel mixture. The small amount of excess fuel exited in a wisp of exhaust that swirled around her head. Ms. Mimi's hair was in a tight bun. Her lipstick was a bright red. James admired her beauty. His wingtip excited the throttle with a tap. The engine responded and cleared the rest of the excess fuel. Ms. Mimi shifted her legs. James could hear the sheer leggings slide together as she crossed her legs. The black sedan offered plenty of legroom. James instinctually turned his head to look, but hesitated. It was essential to maintain the professionalism promised. She was particular in her online inquiry. He was there to serve her, not indulge his latent desires. He shifted from the gear park and moved forward. He imagined her crossed leg, the sexy mule dangling from her toes just behind him. The images of what might be are almost too much to bear. Excuse me, miss, James spoke. His voice is clear and direct. Where would you like to start? He nodded at Ms. Mimi's response. As James worked through town, the shiny black wingtips moved between the gas pedal and brake. He located a parking space near the entrance of the boutique. It was in an older part of town with parking meters. The black wingtips dropped below the open car door and found footing on the smooth black pavement. He spun toward the rear and hustled around the vehicle. Ms. Mimi waited patiently but the slight smile of delight remained. She enjoyed the doting. 
The service provided something she could not explain. She felt like royalty. James opened the rear door and offered his hand to assist Miss Mimi's exit. Thank you, James. She nodded towards him, still beaming with excitement. She noticed some attention from onlookers. Indeed, she indeed looked like royalty. Her right mule found purchase on the curb as she stepped up. She paused and waited for James to retrieve the garment bag from the trunk. James flipped it over his shoulder, hooked by two fingers. He slammed the trunk lid, reached into his pocket, and blindly locked the car with the key fob. Simultaneously, he retrieved a few coins from his pocket. James fed the hungry, hungry nostalgic parking meters. James prepared with a full pocket of quarters. Eight coins brought him two hours, a good start. Ms. Mimi walked toward the entrance several shops away. The mule slapped against her heel and clicked on the pavement, drawing James's attention for a moment. A minor indulgence for him that was unavoidable. James walked a half step behind Ms. Mimi with the garment bag over his shoulder. He accelerated at the last second to reach the door. He held it for Ms. Mimi's grand entrance. James set the garment bag on a chair near the front of the store and lowered the zipper. The gown was visible for reference as Ms. Mimi started to examine the shoe collection. James waited near the dress. He removed his billy cap and placed it on the chair, revealing his tightly cropped hair that seemed carved from stone. His hand folded in front. The black suit was sleek and fitted. His wingtips were slightly apart and appeared more like a security for the moment. He waited and watched, noticing the lone employee's slight curiosity. The young salesperson moved around the corner and approached Ms. Mimi. Good afternoon, the young salesperson inquired with a broad smile. She stood next to Ms. Mimi waiting for a response. Her glances shifted toward James a few times, silently questioning the curiosity of his presence. She searched her mind for clues about who Ms. Mimi might be to warrant a personal valet or security. She must be someone important. May I help you? I'm looking right now. Thank you. I will be over here if you need me, the young salesperson motioned towards the checkout counter. She turned on her heel and walked toward the counter. Her blue pumps clicked on the floor as she walked away. Ms. Mimi nodded and followed the click of the heels on the floor for a moment, admiring the young lady's shoes. Ms. Mimi traced a finger along the vamp of a pretty closed-toe pump. It was black, but shimmered with sparkles. She picked up the single shoe and turned it in her hand, admiring the lines. The cutout along the side would flatter her high arch. She held the pretty shoe by the heel. A second shoe caught her attention. A slinky pair of sandals with an impossibly slender heel. A thin strap extended across the toe of the sandal and a single braided leather strap attached to the ankle strap down the side of the shoe to the toe loop. It is connected on the pinky toe side of the sandal. The thin straps were barely there. The sandal was elegant and would showcase her pretty foot. Ms. Mimi glanced to the side, catching his attention. James, Miss Mimi spoke in a whisper. She never looked directly at him. Her attention focused on the two shoes for the moment. Yes, Miss Mimi, James responded promptly. His hands were still crossed in front. His cock had firmed, watching her caress and admire the different shoes. I would like to try these on. 
Yes, Miss Mamie. James acknowledged and accepted the floor samples. The young salesperson shifted nervously from one foot to the other. She leaned her weight on one pump. The second one leaned inward, popping her heel from the shoe and stretching her foot and ankle. James imagined the shoes were a bit uncomfortable. May I help you? The young salesperson inquired as James approached. She popped the heel back into the blue pump and stood straight with her shoes together. She smiled sweetly. Ms. Mimi took a seat on the other chair. The young salesperson noted James's quiet confidence, but clearly in her employ. Who is this woman? The young salesperson's curiosity was aroused. James glanced at the young salesperson's name tag as he approached. With calm confidence, he held up the two sexy shoes. He addressed her directly. Julie, Ms. Mimi would like to see these in an eight. In nearly all business and social engagements, James assumed a lead role. His words and actions were in high demand throughout his career and even semi-retirement. He was strong physically and mentally in all aspects. The salesperson could feel the underlying strength, but not now, not today. The ties of submission bind his strong personality. Yes, I will get them for you, um, her. She stumbled on the words, not usually accustomed to interacting with the immediary nature of this nature in the shoe store. She left samples with James as she knew the style numbers. He remained quiet, holding the two high heels. Julie turned on the ball of her foot, a slow turn. She nodded to Ms. Mimi, who in turn acknowledged her with a slight nod and smile. She was intrigued by the power this woman held over James. James watched the blue pumps disappear around the corner into the back room. Julie extended her arms overhead and lifted on tiptoe. The back of the blue pumps popped off her heels as she reached for the size eight sparkly pumps. She moved to the sandal section, selected the size eight, and then selected another pair of size eight pumps as taught. A Dorsey patent leather pump with no heel cup, a couple of thin straps crisscrossed on the back of the heel that wrapped around into an ankle strap. Julie hustled from the back with a stack of three boxes in hand. She turned the corner. Her quick steps hesitated momentarily as she spoke. I have another pair for you to consider uh, as well. Um, oh, Julie stammered, her mouth agape. James was on one knee in front of Miss Mimi. One shoe was removed. Ms. Mimi's nylon-encased foot stood up on her tiptoes, her sole separated from the nylon material along the arch. James held her other shoe in his hand as he slipped her mule off her extended foot. James, help Julie with the boxes, Ms. Mimi instructed. Her fingers lazily gestured toward the young salesperson. Julie started forward again, her slack jaw lifted back into place. Oh, no problem at all. It's my job, Julie retorted. James will manage. Julie smiled nervously as James stepped up. She involuntarily curtsied as James alleviated her burden and accepted the shoeboxes. She continued to smile nervously and looked at James with his broad shoulders and striking features. He was handsome and strong and interaction did not seem to fit. Ms. Mimi is in charge of this relationship. 
She scanned for rings, a sign of their status. Their ring fingers were bare. Jeez, Julie, what are you doing? She silently chastised herself for the unusual response and questioned her attraction to the handsome man and unique feelings towards this couple. Your boyfriend is helpful. Thank you for the assistance. Oh, no, it's not like that, Ms. Mimi responded. She gestured to James, redirecting his focus. James returned to one knee and opened the top box. It was the Dorsey heel. We are not a couple. It is more of an arrangement with mutual benefits. It's fine, no problem. I shouldn't have assumed anything, Julie blushed and struggled for words to express what she was feeling. She was slightly uncomfortable and unsure what to do as James knelt in front of Ms. Mimi, helping her foot into the Dorsey pump. She folded her arms under her bosom and shifted to one foot. Again, her ankle bent inward, freeing her heel from the apparent uncomfortable blue pump for a moment of respite. Her toes remained in the vamp as the pump tilted over. James crossed the thin ankle strap behind her heel and clasped the buckle with practiced precision. Ms. Mimi stood up, her other foot on tiptoe to compensate for the high heel of the Dorsey. James remained on one knee, and Julie slipped her foot back into the blue pump and moved closer. Oh, these are pretty. I love them, Ms. Mimi said. She looked at Julie. You have good taste and my, made my decision a little more complicated. It is a great shoe. They work for a formal gathering. They work with jeans and even the sheer leggings you have on now, Julie responded, reclaiming her salesperson confidence. James is still on one knee, looking down at the single Dorsey on Ms. Mimi and two blue pumps on Julie. Ms. Mimi lifted her barefoot, balancing her hand on James's shoulder. Open the second box, James. Yes, Miss Mimi. James nodded. Julie smiled, unsure of what to say about this unusual couple that is not a couple. Watching this seeming strong, handsome, and powerful man humble himself at her feet set her mind whirling with excitement. The second box revealed the barely there sandal. James moved the straps aside and slipped the sandal under her foot. Her nylon encased foot inched down under the toe strap. James adjusted the braided strap along the side of her foot and fastened the clasp. Hmm, I like these too, Ms. Mimi declared as she turned her ankle and shifted back and forth looking at the barely there sandal. The fit looks right, Julie stated. She referred to the position of her toes under that strap just a little before the end of the shoe. Yes, they feel good. Both do, Mimi, Ms. Mimi acknowledged. I wouldn't wear the nylons with the sandals, but they are beautiful. Ms. Mimi admired the view from above, her hand remaining on James's shoulder. He remained on one knee, looking intently at the beautiful feet. James, bring me the gown. Ms. Mimi tapped his shoulder as she moved her hand aside. James stood up quickly and retrieved the garment bag. He returned and pulled the unzipped opening into the side, revealing the beautiful gown. This is a beautiful dress, Julie said, sincerely admiring the gown's beauty. Ms. Mimi took the dress from James and draped it down her front side. She extended on foot the Dorsey pump. She tilted her foot back and forth, admiring the shoe and considering how well it matched the gown, followed by the barely there sandal. 
Bare feet, for sure, with these sandals, Ms. Mimi confirmed. I will need a pedicure if I choose them. What do you think, James? James nodded, his head bowed. Yes, I agree. That can be arranged. What kind of arrangement is this? Julie questioned the relationship silently to herself. Open the last box and set the shoe on the floor so I can look at it with the dress. James complied, back on one knee, shuffling the box cover off and pulling the pulling back the tissue paper covering the shoes. He lifted one sparkly pump from the box and placed it next to the barely there sandal. Julie bit her lip, watching the intriguing events playing out before her. Hmm, I like them all. Ms. Mimi laughed and smiled at Julie. Julie returned the smile. Which pair, James? James looked up at her, making eye contact for a brief moment, then looked down at the three choices. Julie moved closer, the blue pumps next to James's thigh. All three look great with the dress, Julie stated. James shifted his position, attempting to relieve the growing pressure in his trousers as his arousal increased. I could purchase all three, James said. He looked back up. Ms. Mimi held his shoulder again and lifted the sandaled foot off the floor. Okay, take them all off and put them back in the box, Ms. Mimi commanded. Then, turned to Julie, the young woman's mouth slightly agape. She mentally calculated the cost of the shoes. That would ring up to nearly a $1,000. James will be buying all three. Ms. Mimi noticed the shock on the young woman's face at the unusual relationship and offered a simple explanation. He pays for the pleasure of service. <laughs>